0: Hello, and welcome to Fintech Surge Podcast, creating a wealth of opportunities through fintech innovations in the Middle East, for the Middle East. Powered by Fintech Surge, the region's leading fintech festival, hosted by Dubai World Trade Center, alongside Jitex Global. My name is Steven, I'm your host today, and we're joined today by Paul Nilsson and Tamar Amaj from Codebase Technologies. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you
1: very much, Stephen. Nice to be here. Yeah, just, a you, oh, so uh, just a quick introduction.
0: Thank you so much. Just a quick introduction. Paul Nielsen is actually the code Technologies Managing Director for Africa CIS and Global SaaS, and has 25 years of fintech payments and technology experience across conventional and Islamic markets. Tamer, has worked in the FinTech industry for the past 17 years and is code-based technologies managing director for the MENA region and Pakistan. Um, Tamar was actually the founding member of Easy Financial Services, BSC, uh, helping launch a 1st of its kind worldwide biometric payment network and is Central Bank of Bahrain-approved person. Payment network integrating with existing financial institution systems and providing the market with a non-traditional payment solutions on biometric with an impressive track record over many years in the financial technology space. Tamer is a CBB, Central Bank of Bahrain-approved person, and has strong relation with both government and private sectors in Bahrain, Jordan, Iraq, and beyond. Quite impressive CVs you got there, gentlemen. Cheers, Thank you very Peter. much uh, Stephen. <laughs> and so f- just for those who are not familiar with Codebase um do you mind telling us a little bit more about what Codebase does?
1: Sure Stephen let me jump in yeah so basically Codebase Technology is one of the fastest growing open API banking providers. Everything that you talk about today is around open API because the world is moving digital. Um everybody needs to be able to quickly and easily integrate into various touch points. So everything needs to be based around open API. So you bring everything together in one space. We're currently operating across four continents. And to to make it easy and put it into layman's terms, what we basically do is we we take people into the digital realm. So whether you're a neo bank or a challenger bank going fully digital. Whether you're a legacy bank looking to digitize a section of your bank and maybe grow in the digital realm while you don't focus too much on your brick and mortar structure, as everybody knows with COVID, people don't go into banking halls anymore. So you need to reinvent yourself. And the way to reinvent yourself is in the front end, in the digital realm. And then thirdly, we also look at fintech disruptors. There's a lot of fintech disruptors coming around now, uh, providing banking, financial or non-financial services. So we help them talk to their customers and remain relevant with them. And then we've also got a very keen eye. You know, the four continents we work on, we've got a very keen eye on financial inclusion in developing markets and how we can assist with financial inclusion and financial literacy.
0: That's amazing. Uh, Tamara, do you have anything to add to that?
2: No, I mean, uh, you know, what what interests me uh, the most uh, in, in 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 few countries within the MENA region, and as uh, Paul uh, mentioned, financial inclusion—that's a big thing—and you know, currently we're working on a on a project that uh, you know addresses uh, that uh, more specifically uh, in the Levant uh, region. Uh, Iraq, to be more specific and to zoom in, Uh, you have uh, around uh, 40 uh, million people and uh, a big chunk of that uh, are unbanked. And we're working on on a value proposition that will address and be able to, you know, have that outreach. So, yes, exciting times uh, ahead of us. And I think technology uh, today is, is, uh, and, you know, uh, financial institutions being receptive, you know, working hand in hand is is making that uh, a reality on the ground. Absolutely, and I think that you know the both of you touched on two major key
0: themes that we're really seeing in the fintech industry. Um, one is just the impact that COVID nineteen has had, and will continue to have pretty much indefinitely. Um, you know, there was a time where obviously we we couldn't leave our houses, we didn't want to go around other people, and we certainly didn't want to touch things that other people have touched. And so, you know, fintech really has come to uh, to really you know, shine in that space where you know, with COVID nineteen, it's made you know kind of the world safer, and it is really kind of brought to the spotlight the importance of you know, a lot of these technologies. And and now that you know, thank God, we're we're kind of moving towards you know a safer world, and and it, the COVID scare is a little bit uh, smaller now. We're still noticing that you know, fintech is, uh, that COVID has kind of taught us the lesson that you know this is something that is going to change for the future. And then also, you know, financial inclusion. Financial inclusion is something that, you know, there are a lot of unbanked people in the world. And the the more that we can cater to them, the more that, you know, people are able to get the, the typical goods and services that, you know, would have only been offered to those who have had access to banking. Um, so this, cool. a, this is very important points. So and we're seeing a lot of that in FinTech these days. Let's uh,
2: let's hope uh, we don't get too relaxed after after COVID and just you know keep those radars on.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and, and luckily, you know, with the inclusion of a lot of these uh, fintech not- technologies, is helping us stay safe, um, you know, in the long run as well. And absolutely. so I just kind of wanted to ask you, you know, something we ask all the all the guests on our podcast is, you know, in, in your own words, what does fintech actually mean
1: to you? All right. So. Um, Basically, FinTech is, especially if if we look at what you've just discussed around COVID, obviously things have changed and we all know the the cliche, it's not going to go back to what it used to be. So FinTech to me, the most important factor is how do you remain relevant with your customers and how do your customers remain relevant with you? Because now there's no face-to-face communication. Now it's through digital channels through means of mobile or uh, web interfaces. So you need to remain relevant with your customers. You need them to utilize your services. And the most important factor is not, it's no longer going out into the market and saying, hey guys, I've got 5 million customers in in my institution. Onboarding is the first aspect of financial inclusion and of growth. But if you're not monetizing your, your customers, then you shouldn't be in the business. So remaining relevant with your customers and them remaining relevant with you so that you can monetize the features and offerings to your customers, that to me is what epitomizes fintech.
0: I think that's great. And you know, staying relevant to your customers and your customers staying relevant to you, I think that over the past five or 10 years, we can all name quite a few businesses that I failed to do such a good job of staying relevant to their customers. Um, you know a lot of a lot of the the companies we see before you know this sort of fintech revolution really took off was you know companies sort of you know marketing themselves as something that customers need them versus you know something that you know customers actually want to go to them. Um, and I think fintech really does you know kind of bring out the best in businesses and in people. And, and so maybe you could touch a little bit more, and you're, you're speaking about monetizing uh, monetizing your customers, and obviously when you're running a business, that's the name of the game. For me, when I hear monetizing customers, it's more of just you know kind of giving them access to interact with you in you know, a professional and business relationship. How How do you, how do you relate to um, you know monetizing your customers? so it doesn't sound like we're just trying to extract a lot of money out of everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah no true story um you know if if you look at a a financial institution that onboards a hundred customers so you've got the customers but now what products and services are you actually going to offer those customers so that you can remain in business remember if the if if a financial institution or a fintech or a neobank bank is not making money off the individuals, through their products and service offerings they sh- they they can't be in business they actually cannot survive so the monetizing aspect is that is basically the survival of our clients and their their way to to actually monetize is to provide products and services that are unique or specific to their customer base so that's 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 the monetizing in, in a nutshell from my perspective. I'm sure Tamar can can, can elaborate a bit more. Yeah, on that.
2: I mean I mean definitely uh, Paul touched on that, and, and you know for me it's it's going far and, and, and way over beyond the, what what traditionally we have in the finance space, right? How how do you give uh, people uh, you know a better control of their uh, own financial uh, lives? You know, with the with the modern solutions that uh, we're seeing today, you know, things like uh, embedding financial uh, literacy cues uh, into banking uh, uh, applications, you know, just just simply making uh, payments uh, socially focused and and a little bit more simpler. So, I mean, these things are are you know what comes to mind when you think of, of fintech? Absolutely, and I mean, you, you guys really touched on an important part point that
0: uh, I mean, staying relevant and monetizing your customers. They're they're all interconnected, right? I mean, we can't we can't monetize our customers if we're not offering relevant products to our customers, and we can't offer relevant products to our customers if we don't have a strong relationship with them in the first place.
1: Absolutely correct. Yeah.
0: And and all of this, I mean, I think that uh, you know, one of the, the things that you know fintech search, and especially here on the fintech search podcast, we're we're trying to relate to the met to the world is the message that fintech is actually a tool for growth and a tool for improvement. Um, I, I think that a lot of the outside looking in might think of fintech as finance and technology and they think, well, I'm not in the finance space and I'm not in the technology space. So it doesn't apply to me. But, you know, what we really want them to understand is that, you know, fintech is creating change in the world for the better. So yeah, I kind of just want to put it up to you guys. You know, what do you think is the most impactful thing that fintech can do to improve lives and change the world?
2: Well, I can, uh-huh. I can, I can give one uh, one point, uh, you know, that comes to mind. You know, how do you widen, you know, widening the customers' uh, choices out there? So, you know, we're in the technology space, and we're customers at the same uh, time. So, you know, fintech does help in in lo- lowering the initial cost. Uh, you know, uh, needed to set up uh, a bank or even introduce <clears throat> a bank offering. And examples of those are uh, neobanks or even challenger uh, uh, banks. You know, these 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 types of uh, setups uh, do you know uh, touch on the on the cost. Uh, you know, less than setting up uh, a branch of a bank, for example, with uh, 300 square meter. Uh, you know, uh, or you know anything in that uh, in that uh, arena. And many banks, uh, you know, and diversity in in banking is offering. Uh, to give customers uh, more choices, uh, once uh, you know you step into that uh, neo banking arena, or you know as uh, any offering as such. I don't know, Paul. What, what do you think?
1: Yes, hundred percent, Tomer, and 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 that all falls back into economic growth. So, if you go back to basics of in the Stone Age, where people would would barter, and even today in some places, you know, you barter. I'll give you tomatoes. You give me eggs. Now. The more you get people to transact, the more you're going to not only grow them from subsistence to more commercialized farming, for argument's sake, but you're going to grow the economy. So it all comes back down to basics, where these neobanks that, that Tamar is talking about, you're you providing products and services that are driving people to transact with each other. And when you transact, you might start in small doses, and then you're going to grow into bigger transactions, bigger transactions. What happens? You're growing personally, like Thomas said, you, you're managing your wealth, and you're also growing the economy and your GDP of the country, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a whole spinoff. But coming down to basics to say, let's start at the lowest of low, the mediums, the highs, you can go across the board, and you can just get everybody to start transacting in the way they want to, and everybody's happy.
2: Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, since we, you know, uh, Stephen, you touched on on previously, and, we, you know, we talked about financial inclusion. You cannot not take that into consideration. So one of the most powerful things, you know, about this fintech space is the ability in, in, in which, uh, you know, uh, we can elevate people's lives and and you know make those financial services more accessible uh, to those uh, people you know and build their financial uh, literacy you know we think uh, you know that's one of the greatest benefits uh, of authentic you know for for mankind
0: that's amazing and i mean we we can definitely see you know fintech really is all around us and it is really you know we, we use financial inclusion and it's important that you know our listeners understand that financial inclusion genuinely is a game changer uh, for a lot of people who you know have never had this access to to banking to transactions to uh just sort of digital digital banking and it's very very important uh, when it comes to forming relationships and you know especially running a business and providing for your families so so let me ask you what do you think is the one problem in Fentech that you would love to see solved uh, by an innovator innovator or just a entrepreneur what do you think that you know you would like to see in the next few years solved that hasn't been solved yet
2: <laughs> can i just you know uh say something about this one of i was course. having a chat with i was having a chat with, with paul yesterday and you know funny enough we we touched upon this and you know when when you're in the business itself you're like zoomed in and sometimes you need to step out of that uh, uh you know circle and see things from a 30 uh you know thirty thousand uh, foot uh, uh view and mm-hmm. I, I was telling uh paul uh, you know a, you ask people around you and I was sitting with my wife and I'm like listen what do you what do you think you know we need to see uh, something being invented uh, that you know would uh, would would cater in that uh, space and she told me, you know what you know I'd like to see uh, uh, myself being able to pay uh, uh, stuff while I'm sitting in this part of the region uh, uh, back in the US for example so you look at open banking on a global level you know sure. and I thought to myself, you know if I, if I'm sitting in, in in Bahrain or Jordan or Dubai and I'm being able to pay uh, uh, for my things uh, uh, back in the U.S. from my uh, uh, comfort zone on my uh, mobile phone through that app and not going through the hurdle of jumping from one app to to, to the other, that would be amazing, right? And then I think, uh, you know, Paul had some some interesting stuff uh, to say, and that uh, I'll leave it uh, to him as well. Yeah, I think that, you know,
1: it just proves that from a fintech perspective, It's not necessarily looking at the traditional banks or financial institutions of what is the norm, because people tend to follow. Uh, A bank opens up a student debit card. All of a sudden, everybody's opening up a student debit card. But like Tamar said, you sit down with a layman, someone you know that does banking, that's not involved in the sector, and you say, what would you like to see? So although Tamar and I sell very much B2B. There's a lot of B2C uh, discussions that need to be had. What does the consumer actually want? What is the end client actually looking for? Because that's where the fintechs and the innovators need to be looking. Don't look at a bank at what they're doing and how you can better it. Go and look at what is going to make your life easier. What do you want to happen and focus on those um, innovations. Innovations around regulatory frameworks. Um, because every single country has got its own tweak in its regulatory environment, it's got its own tweak in its technological advancements, and it's got its own little tweak in its culture. So if you take those three aspects into account and you look at the what the consumer is actually looking for, it it can make a big, big difference.
0: yeah, sure. And I think that that's the the big difference between innovation and optimization. And I think that a lot of times we do see you know, people just optimizing something that's already in existence and say, oh, now this is, like you've mentioned, a student banking card, a student uh, credit card, which is not that unique of a product compared to a traditional uh, debit card or credit card. But hey, this one's designed for students. And there's a few things tweaked in mind to make sure that uh, students are using it. But how innovative is that, really and i think that uh, you know henry ford has that famous quote that if he'd have asked people what do they want they'd have said faster horses yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely and so <laughs> it really comes down to you know just t- thinking of it from you know the the consumer's point of view the the average layman's point of view and say all right this is your life now what are the obstacles that we see in it? Let's not think about necessarily what solutions already exist, but you know what is the best way to you know make your life easier, um, and and I think that that's really what true innovation looks like.
2: Correct. Yeah, but I mean, Stephen, in, innovation is always uh, there. You know, technology is there, and you know, technology comes before uh, regulation. So you know, the regulatory adoption also plays a very big role in, in you know in this ecosystem so you know you throw a lot of amazing ideas uh, out of out of the box ideas sometimes you would call them crazy ideas and uh, you know if you don't uh, have that uh, being adopted by the uh, regulatory framework or the regulators around you you know, some some ideas uh, either die early or, you know, uh, takes uh, uh, years uh, to see the light in, in, in general. So, you know, I've, I've seen that uh, in this part of the world. And, uh, you know, some regulators are advanced, such as in Bahrain and, other world, and, and UAE, of course, and others are, are following uh, just now. But, you know, you need a, a global uh, movement in that uh, arena for, you know, things to get, uh, you know, on a fast uh, track, if, if, if you like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we're we're very privileged in the UAE that, you know, within my eight years within this country, I've seen, you know, a complete 180 from the way that, you know, payments were accepted when I first got here where, you know, I tried to, to buy a meal in the mall and they only accepted cash to now you, know, you can just swipe your phone pretty much anywhere, right? And so, you know, it's very, very nice that that we're in such a kind of a forward-thinking country, but what do you think that, uh, you know, regulators and, you know, innovators can do to work more closely together to to sort of move technology forward faster?
1: Yeah, look, I think from a regulatory point of view, there is definitely... um, something that they need to refine when it comes to the financial uh, services industry. Um, Specifically, if you're looking at mobile money versus the traditional bank, uh, mobile money operators in many areas have got away, or or not got away, but they are able to um, push innovation a lot quicker than banks do because regulators take a long time to allow them a bit of leeway you know digital onboarding those type of things uh when you look at innovations on on cloud computing you know there's still a lot of data sovereignty issues where where the central banks are pushing financial institutions to keep their core systems in country whereas mobile network operators who play with mobile money they get a lot more leeway so i I think a lot more collaboration from a regulatory point of view, towards the financial sector to say, yes, let's keep the regulations tight and let's 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 control it, but let's innovate quicker. Let, let's help you innovate quicker. Let's help you get onto the cloud where you can actually save money and focus more on your business. Um, I think that's very key going forward.
0: That's great. That's a great solution because, I mean, when you really think about it, uh I mean, th- this is money we're dealing with, right? I mean, this is just finances that you have to get it right, especially from a regulatory point of view. So, as much as we would love to see, you know, technology leading the way, and you know, regulations just, you know, keep up and pay attention, it is very important that regulations are in place to, to really make sure that uh, you know people are secure and they're safe uh, with, with what is happening
1: uh, behind the scenes. Absolutely. And they've got to keep talking because, um, you know, regulators can't stifle digitization. The mm-hmm. mobile network operators have been able to do this for years because they're less regulated. Now the Absolutely. banks are saying, we have to do this. This The regulators have to step up and say, okay, let's w- work together to to optimize this this operation
0: yeah sure. And so I guess that leads me to my next question. And I guess from a regulatory standpoint, but also you know from from your own standpoint as well, how do you recognize you know when an idea is a winning idea and when it is worth investing in? And I was really originally going to ask this to you guys just from a you know a conceptual point of view of you know how do we know when it's a great idea. But now that we're talking about regulations, it kind of makes me think a little bit too of you know how do regulators say, Hey, this is something that's actually going to work. Maybe we should, you know, figure out how to allow it to work versus something that, hey, you know, this is never going to work in the first <laughs> place. So let's not even bother with spending our resources
2: on finding guidelines around it. See, uh, uh, Stephen, here uh, that's a really good uh, uh, question, and you know, uh, it's one-on-one in, in the fintech space, at least from what I have learned uh, the past. Uh, uh, Five years, I would say. So, you know, everyone knows uh, scalability, uh, affordability, and return on investment, right? So, these three things, when you look at them, uh, you know, scalability is, you know, is this scalable? Uh, Are there any limitations? Is it flexible? Uh, You know, the idea itself with respect to the market uh, and the market needs. And is the idea scalable enough to to make money and, uh, you know, grow that uh, business? Then you look at the affordability and how does it, you know, uh, compare to the alternative uh, products in, in the market? ROI, of course, this is a rule number, rule of thumb. You need to look at the ROI from an investment perspective or investors' perspective. Uh, you know, is it short term or, or, or long term? Uh, does the ID have a target market, and so on and so forth? But what I've learned uh, the past, uh, I would say, uh, year and a half, is the value proposition and what value does this bring uh, to the already competitive market uh, that is already congested with so many, uh, you know, IDs and fintechs and uh, you know we're talking about uh, really old uh, organizations or century old uh, organizations and uh, very energetic startups are out there perhaps uh, you know uh, in our own domain so what makes it unique and uh, why would customers be excited to use it so you know our conversations with our own customers is you know, technology is everywhere. You want it, you want technology, you can just go buy it from any, any other company. But how we work hand in hand with any uh, organization and what value proposition we work with them on for them to be able to achieve their goals and, you know, their pain points. And that's what uh, makes you, you know, it makes you stand out there in the, in the market and makes your idea unique. And, you know, whether this is uh, us investing in our own company or someone is investing in us as a company in, in, in general. Right
0: and th- I think that was a brilliant explanation. Honestly, anybody that's you know interested in you know starting their own fintech uh, company or they have a fintech idea or any sort of technology that they want to see put in practice, I think that that's you know winning advice for how to turn it into a reality. So what do you think is the next uh, big thing that we can see from Codebase?
2: I'll give that one to Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks, Tom. You know, you know, there's the technology moves so quickly, um, and like one of our clients always said, it's 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 like a it's like an incomplete all. Um, you know, there's always room for enhancement. There's always room for improvement. Obviously, in today's time, the hot topic is is buy now pay later. Everybody's talking about BNPL. Um, so. You've got to, as a as a fintech, like with Codebase, um, obviously, we can't divulge all our secrets, but you've <laughs> got to have a constant focus <laughs> that, you, that you're working towards. So plan for the future um, and always have something in the engine room, because um, if you're not continuously enhancing your product offering to your customers, you're falling behind. And you have to accept change. Change is the one constant. So when COVID happens, change is gonna happen. Um, And are you ready to adapt to that change? So from a code-based technologies perspective, we are working in the background to ensure that our products and services and offerings are dynamic enough to be able to turn a ship very, very quickly. If something happens, how do you adapt very quickly? If circumstances change, how do you enhance your offering to your customers very quickly? So our focus is very much on providing the latest and greatest solutions, but enabling all our customers to make very rapid decisions. Tamar was talking about return on investment. How do you get your return on investment quickly is rapid time to market. So we move you into any change quickly so that you can see your return on investment a lot quicker you make money a lot quicker so that's a lot of our focus when it comes to our roadmap look at the technological advances but look how we can scale you and get your return on investment a lot
2: quicker that's and great you, and okay. you know St- steven uh you know paul just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago you know we do b2b right but you know our customers are, are b2c And, you know, when we look at our our R&D and what it involves, it involves a lot of discussion, you know, with those clients uh, or partners, if you like. And, you know, uh, our diverse uh, clients uh, have the, uh, you know, uh, inviolable position of access to loads of customer data. So, they they know the behavior, right? And they know firsthand what their customers need. And, you know, we keep listening and keeping those conversations going, and that gives us an immense, uh, uh, you know, uh, or uh, big ideas on where the direction is going and how we can, you know, bring the technology closer to the needs of, uh, of those uh, people via uh, our customers. So you know, that's that's how we look at it. Yeah, sure. So, so I
0: guess one of the, you know, how how do you stay so agile? I think is a big question, but especially when you know, your clients or institutions. How do your clients, you know, stay on top of the trends or ahead of the trends? Do they predict them before they happen, or is it, you know, embedded within their culture and processes? Of whenever something big happens, how do how do these big institutions and co-based themselves stay agile and able to adapt to the market?
2: Paul, you want to take that one?
1: Yeah, sure. Look, I, I, I think fintech surge is is you know events like yourselves it definitely spearheads discussions. So you have to, as much as we push our customers to remain relevant with their customers, we have to remain relevant within our industry. So Gitex, Fintech Surge, these type of events, presence is very important so that you have comp- uh, conversations with your competitors, because even you know, looking at the financial inst- institutions where they all wanna do their own thing. The fact is collaboration or collaborate to innovate is is extremely important. If you're not collaborating with your competitors and your peers to innovate, you're gonna fall behind. You can't do everything by yourself. That's so right. be there, listen to people, listen to your competitors, find out what's happening in the market, Talk to the business, but also talk to the consumer, like Tamar said. Go sit down and have a conversation with your wife. Say, what would you actually like to see in the banking industry? So taking all that information, remaining relevant, and being able to adapt very quickly, I think those are the basic fundamentals.
0: Absolutely. So, and you know, one of the biggest takeaways from this is, uh, you know, talk to your wife. <laughs> to, <laughs> she'll, she'll <tell> you <laughs> the wife is, is always
2: the wife is always right, Stephen.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We'll make sure we we get a sound clip of just that, <laughs> and we'll, we'll add that for all of our marketing. Listen to your wife There's the key to fintech. <laughs> well, well, thank you, thank you very much, gentlemen. Honestly, I think that it's been a very good uh, it's been a very good conversation. You have opened up a lot of insight um you know one of my biggest curiosities was one of the ones that you just answered is how do you stay agile how do how does you know such a big industry such as finance and technology how how does it stay ahead of the curve and, and i think that you guys you know you really know you know how to listen to your customers and listen to your customers customers because that's all the, at the end of the day you know the consumers is what the market is and if your customers aren't making money then codebase isn't making money which Means that you can't stay business and you can't continue to offer innovative solutions that that are changing the world and and uh, granting access to uh, financial finances that you know we all need. So Thanks. thank you very much for your time, guys. I, I really look forward to seeing you in Dubai for uh, the fintech surge, uh, co-located with Jitex 2020, uh, 2022, uh, October tenth to thirteenth, and I can't wait to meet you guys in person.
2: Uh, likewise, uh, Stephen. Thank you very much for hosting us today.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. Have a lovely night. Thank you for listening. Subscribe for all the latest updates on FinTech in the Middle East and join the conversation over on our social channels. We look forward to seeing you at FinTech Surge in the Dubai World Trade Center from October 10th to October 13th. I'm Stephen Best and this has been the FinTech Surge podcast. Creating a wealth of opportunities.